Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Happy Monday, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. And welcome to Monday edition of Text Talk. Yes. Looking beginning of the week. The beginning of the week. Off, beginning of the week. New Psalm. New Psalm. Psalm 105. New praise. New praise. Every morning. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mercies are renewed in the morning. We ought to lift up and praise God. We would normally say that this is the last week of season four, but we actually get a bonus week this year. Yeah. Bonus week, because in season five, we're going to cover the writings of John. Mm-hmm. And there's only 50 of those chapters. So we're going to extend season four a week and let us complete book four of the Psalms. I was going to say, I'm, I'm really excited that we can complete book four. That feels like a nice... Conclusion. Bow on the unit. Yes, right. absolutely. Put a, put a bow on it. Absolutely. So we're going to Psalm 105 this week, get an extra week of the Psalms and complete book four with 106. And, and then we're going to move into season five, five with the writings of John. Very good. Excited about that. So let me jump in. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version, Psalm 105. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Abraham, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. The word that he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant that he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute to Israel, an everlasting covenant, saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. When they were few in number, of little account, and sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, Touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. When he summoned a famine on the land and broke all supply of bread, he had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. His feet were hurt with fetters, his neck was put in a collar of iron, until what he had said came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people set him free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his elders wisdom. Then Israel came to Egypt. Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham, and the Lord made his people very fruitful and made them stronger than their foes. He turned their hearts to hate his people, to deal craftily with his servants. He sent Moses, his servant, and Aaron, whom he had chosen. They performed his signs among them and miracles in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made the land dark. They did not rebel against his words. He turned their waters into blood and caused their fish to die. Their land swarmed with frogs, even in the chambers of their kings. He spoke, and there came swarms of flies and gnats throughout their country. He gave them hail for rain and fiery lightning bolts through their land. He struck down their vines and fig trees and shattered the trees of their country. He spoke, and the locusts came, young locusts without number, which devoured all the vegetation in their land and ate up the fruit of their ground. He struck down all the firstborn in their land, the firstfruits of all their strength. Then he brought out Israel with silver and gold, and there was none among his tribes who stumbled. Egypt was glad when they departed, for dread of them had fallen upon it. 
He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light by night. They asked, and he brought quail and gave them bread from heaven in abundance. He opened to the rock and water gushed out. It flowed through the desert like a river, for he remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant. So he brought his people out with joy, his chosen ones with singing. He gave them the lands of the nations, and they took possession of the fruit of the people's toil, that they might keep his statutes and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. I really like this psalm. Good. I got to tell you that uh, for me reading it, there's there's almost echoes of like a Hebrews chapter 11. Okay. Because there's all of these name drops. Yes. And then they're lifted up as good examples. Yes. As a lot of this history of how God had dealt with the patriarchs of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, then also dealing with Joseph and uh, preparing the people in the land of Can- excuse me Egypt mm-hmm. to go to Canaan. Yes. The highlights of Moses and his dealings with Pharaoh, and we get Aaron mentioned there too. It's great stuff. So we've moved from Psalm 104, which is a meditation on the creation of the world, mm-hmm. and now we've moved into Psalm 105, which is a meditation on the creation of God's people. Okay. If you remember last week, we highlighted, I think it was on Wednesday, where we mentioned that there was a hint of the promised land back in Psalm 104, as it talked about the springs gushing forth and the and the wheat and the grain and the oil and the wine that uh-huh. grow there, yeah. how that reminds us of the promises God gave Israel in Deuteronomy, I think it was like chapter 8 and chapter 11, about the land they were going into. Right. So we had that little hint in Psalm 104. Now in Psalm 105, we're expanding on that. Here really is God making his plans to bring his people as inhabitants into his land, the land that he has prepared for them. I think that's a great flow as we as we get to these, as we walk through these two really intense praise psalms. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you got anything to add in there before I jump to next? No, I, you, you just took a breath, so I thought I'd say something. Say, say something. Hello, Edwin. <laughs> Welcome to Text Talk. As, as a part of this, though, one of the big points to notice is the connection to Abraham. I think that's really powerful. Here in this psalm, what we have, if we were going to break it down and try to outline it, there's an introductory strophe or verse or however you want to say that, starting in verse 1 through verse 6. It's talking about the fact that it's it's calling people to praise God, to thank God. In fact, there's like 10 commands within these six verses. Well, and that is how these other psalms, what, 103, 104, we've been starting with this call to praise God for a while now. Yes, yes. Hey, you know what? Let me share something with you that's just kind of interesting. In the Septuagint, you know, every once in a while, the Septuagint, as they looked at the manuscripts, they numbered things differently. And here's a place where there is a difference. Mm-hmm. In the Septuagint, the the phrase praise the Lord at the end of Psalm 104, mm-hmm. in the Septuagint, they actually thought that was the beginning of Psalm 105. Really? Yeah. So in the Septuagint, Psalm 104 begins with bless the Lord, O my soul, and ends with bless the Lord, O my soul. And Psalm 105 begins with praise the Lord and ends with praise the Lord. Well, there's something to that, though, isn't there? Yeah, so there's, there's a possibility. Inclusio. Yeah, inclusio. Yeah. Without that praise of the Lord, though, we've got, as, as we have from uh, the Masoretic text that we're using that produces our English translation, you've got give thanks, call upon his name, make known his deeds, sing to him, tell of his wondrous works, uh, glory in his holy name, seek the Lord, seek the Lord twice, seek his presence, remember the wondrous works that he has done. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we've got 10 commands of praise, but but it's actually specifically calling a group of people, 
the offspring of Abraham, verse yeah. six. Mm-hmm. The, who, who's he commanding? The offspring of Abraham and the children of Jacob. Yeah. Uh, verse six in the New King James also says his chosen ones. His chosen ones. Yeah. Absolutely. Notice this, that then for the rest of the psalm, talking about inclusio, so folks get to mark their bingo card twice today. Verse nine they're supposed to be giving joy because of the covenant he made with Abraham. And then we get all the way to the end of the Psalm to verse 42. And all that's in between those two verses ends with, because he remembered his holy promise and Abraham, Abraham, his servant. Oh yeah. Clearly this Psalm is about the fact that God made a promise to Abraham Mm -hmm. and he has kept that promise to Abraham and everyone who are offspring descendants the seed of Abraham, they need to give praise and thanks to God because of how he has dealt with their people. Well, what a mighty connection that makes then, because when we read in the book of Galatians, the Apostle Paul takes up that language. Yes. The seed of Abraham, the yes. offspring of Abraham. And I mean, that third chapter is largely an argument identifying who those people are. And it is Christians. Yes. It is those who by faith are children of Abraham and not just a bloodline of descendants. Yeah. I take that to mean that we're looking at a psalm written to us. Mm. When, when this psalm calls the children of Abraham to give praise to God, it's not just those who are biologically children of Abraham, but those who are spiritually children of Abraham. Galatians 3.29, if you're in Christ... You are the seed of Abraham. You are the offspring of Abraham. Because Jesus, of course, is the seed. Mm -hmm. He is the promised seed. And if we are in him, we participate in that promise of being the seed of Abraham. So what do I need to do? Well, I need to remember, and I need to sing, and I need to praise, and I need to give thanks, and I need to call on the name of the Lord, and I need to do all of that because of what he did with Israel as outlined in this psalm. There's a wonderful discussion in Galatians 3 talking about how the law is a a boy leader and a servant leader taking us to Christ, Mm -hmm. taking us to the master, taking us to the teacher. And I think what a fantastic case study in how the law or the scripture works that way. When you look here at Psalm 105, you have in this beautiful poetry all of these mighty deeds of God recounted and how he worked with Joseph and how he made the promise to Abraham and the mighty deeds with Moses and Aaron and so forth, uh, bringing us what ultimately to to Christ. Here is God's plan being unveiled in the, uh, through the ages and a good section of it, I mean, several centuries of it, captured in this one psalm. He begins with the time that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were wanderers and sojourners in the land. Yeah. As they traveled from place to place, people to people, dug well, and then another well, and then another well. and But they were always protected from the different city-states and the kingdoms and the nations and the peoples that were there. And there's lots of great stories that we see in Genesis about that. Then he sent Joseph ahead of them into Egypt and prepared mm-hmm. a way so that when a famine came, they were protected and preserved in Egypt. And then in Egypt, God grew them into a large nation. And finally, God brought them out and he brought them out with a powerful and mighty hand through 10 plagues. I think eight, seven or eight of them are mentioned here in this. He doesn't mention all of them, but uh, we, and and they're not all in right order actually, but he does mention all these plagues. It's again, it's kind of like a meditation. Last week, we talked about the meditation on Genesis one. This is a meditation on this actually Genesis and Exodus together, just thinking through this great story as revealed in Scripture and how it paves the way for the people of God. Well, let's talk about the meditation then for just a minute because as you highlight these 
commands, these, um, I guess, imperatives in the first six verses of Psalm 105, this also sounds like an outgrowth of meditation. Sure. Uh, we were talking last week about the idea of a meditation even producing something written and taking some notes and writing down what you're thinking on. But again, uh, in these calls to respond and to praise, make known, sing, tell the story, rejoice, remember, right? It's all about communicating this and passing it on to others. It's a fixation of the mind on information. It is not an emptying of the mind. Just just to repeat what we said last week, this is what we find in the Psalms. Meditation is not becoming one with the universe by emptying my mind of all individual thinking. Yeah. It's actually focusing my individual thought on God's things. And that produces praise, thanksgiving, proclamation. That's the thing you were focusing on a second ago as we pass it on. Because of the meditation, I now pass it on to others, which is one of the reasons why in our, quote, paths of righteousness, our little Bible reading plan and the meditation exercises we ask our congregation to go through is that we end with share. When, When we've spent the week thinking about how to praise God and how it admonishes me and how I can trust God and how I can hope in God, there should be something in all of that that I now want to pass on to yeah. other people and proclaim and let them know whether we're talking about my kids and my family, my brothers and sisters, my neighbors, my coworkers. I want to pass that right. on. Something to share. But we did use the word share, so it says paths, because if we use proclaim, it'd be path up. Path up. That would be, and, we couldn't uh, do and that. And this, that would be just dis- <laughs> distracting. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, why don't we go ahead and wrap up today, brother? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. We do want to give thanks to you, O Lord, and call upon your name. Father, we are so thankful that we have this podcast, that we might be able to talk about the scripture and make known your deeds, Father, among all the peoples. Lord, as we read these psalms, we see that it is about singing and praising you in psalm and telling of your wondrous works. Father, we ascribe all glory to your holy name, and we pray, Father, that our hearts are full of joy and that we rejoice, Father, as we seek you and encourage others to seek you also for your great strength, that we might see your face and that forevermore. We know that it is possible through Jesus Christ, and we remember the marvelous deeds that you have done in him and in the power of his resurrection. And Father, we pray that we might know the comfort of being your chosen people and the privilege it is to remember you and praise you this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.